Welcome to Direct Impact, where we discuss the various ways our mental health and quality of life intersect. I'm your host, Andrea Epstein, licensed professional counselor, master's addictions counselor, and certified sex therapist. Think of our time together as focused self-reflection mixed with insight, passion, and empowerment. Now, take a deep breath. Now let's dive in and see what impacts you today. Hello, my friends. This is Andrea Epting with the Direct Impact Podcast. We are so happy to be here with you today. We have got a great topic, (laughs) one of my favorites, and um, I call it Jedi Mind Tricks. Um, I am a Star Wars fan. I'm watching Obi-Wan right now and just loving every second of it. But I do believe in the practice of mind tricks when it comes to skills. When it comes to how do I practice certain skills when I notice myself becoming dysregulated, okay? So today we're going to talk about skills. We're going to talk about the Jedi mind tricks that we can use when we start to notice ourselves becoming emotionally ungrounded and dysregulated, okay? So kind of like start to seep out of our window of tolerance, okay? Like sometimes we know when we're going to put ourselves into challenging events or triggering events. Um, And then so we can make steps to prepare and to avoid. But then other times it just comes and it hits you out of nowhere. So this helps in response to triggers. I'm not like in love with the word trigger because I feel like it's misused all the time now. So I like the word prompting events. (laughs) It's fine. We'll just use the word trigger. Um, For our audience, because I feel like people know what that means, it is when you are confronted with something that dysregulates you emotionally, and it is usually external, okay? But this also, these Jedi mind tricks can work in response to urges or cravings, which are generally internal. And it's when we have like this tension or this anxiety or this fear or this trauma response or something that we honestly don't know where it came from. Like we're just sitting there. (laughs) And so this is just a great way, you know, that with your practices that we've already talked about on the show, you can, you know, kind of get yourself grounded. Okay. And it's also kind of talks about certain practices along the way that, you know, will really help you to live a balanced life of emotion regulation. Okay. So we are going to break this up into two episodes. So we are going to have Jedi Mind Tricks number one, and that's today. And then next week, we're going to have Jedi Mind Tricks number two. We're going to go over five mind tricks in total today and then another five next week. So All right, without further ado, let's dive in to our Jedi mind tricks this week. All right, here we go. Number one, (laughs) and honestly, these are in no order of like priority or what works best. It's just knowing you, you know, pay attention to all 10 that we go over this week and next and just be like, okay, so that one seems easy for me to implement, you know, because you know, my call to action is going to be to implement one of these, right? (laughs) Implement one this week, implement one next week, and just try them on for size, see how they work for you in certain situations. So the first one is what I term low expectations. (laughs) This is a Jedi mind trick and more of 
a practice. But being very mindful of your expectations and any perfectionistic tendencies that you might have, expectations of self and expectations of others can really get us dysregulated. You know, we have zero control over other people and what they're going to do and their outcomes. And sometimes when we place expectations on them, they disappoint us and emotionally dysregulate us. Okay. And sometimes it's, you know, internal. Sometimes it's we're beating ourselves up, beating ourselves down. And it's because of these imagined expectations from messages long, long, long ago and negative core beliefs that have been instilled and um, these limiting beliefs, you know, let's pay attention to our expectations and make sure that they are realistic. Okay, make sure that they are grounded in reality and creating some kind of margin and some buffer for error, you know, because we want to preserve our gratitude and we want to stay in reality. That's a big part of emotion regulation. Like we find oftentimes that when we become dysregulated, our thoughts become very irrational. <laughs> okay. So be mindful of that. So <laughs> low expectations. It says, I wrote here, monitoring and maintaining low expectations. Keep your expectations very low regarding self and others in your daily practice. It's just so important. I am paying attention on a daily basis, especially when I'm aware that I'm going into a challenging situation. I'm like, okay, so what are my expectations going into this? Do I have expectations at all about an outcome or can I really just one minute at a time this scenario, <laughs> you know, and just respond, be present, react in real time. If we can do that, you know, we're going to have healthier interactions with others and healthier responses in our bodies. So let's pay attention to expectations. You know, I've probably said it on this podcast before, but I'll say it again. <laughs> if you are a member of a 12-step community, oftentimes you will experience an old timer in the rooms and they will tell you that how they have maintained their recovery and their sobriety for as long as they have is they have maintained low expectations. <laughs> okay, so it works. Listen up, Direct Impact Nation. You know how important routine, structure, consistency, and accountability is on the road to recovery and personal discovery. Well, I have developed the perfect companion for you on your journey. My plan to recover journal is thoughtfully, and specifically designed for the person looking to achieve long-term success and recovery while gaining personal insight, awareness, emotional intelligence, and spiritual integrity. The Plan to Recover Journal will help you stay recovery-minded, practice your priorities, and build a healthy relationship with self and others 12 hours at a time. To preview and pre-order your copy today, visit www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash journal. That's www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash journal. And don't forget to get a PTR journal for a friend on their journey too. Direct Impact Nation will save 15% when you use the promo code IMPACT. That's promo code I-M-P-A-C-T. With the purchase of your PTR journal, you will become part of an exclusive community dedicated to recovery and self-discovery. Visit 
www.lightninginabottle.biz and let us take you from want to to willing and from willing to healing. So number two is, I call it, poisoning the fantasy. When your brain inevitably romanticizes unwanted behaviors. So if, for instance, you're going to try to stop drinking alcohol, okay, you've come to find that there's negative consequences associated with alcohol consumption for you. So you're like, I'm going to step away from this. All right. So when your brain inevitably romanticizes you know, why you can just have one of those and it won't become a problem, you know, you will want to poison that fantasy with powerful, sometimes tangible or sensory items, but something powerful to remind you of why you have chosen not to drink. Example would be like when you think about how quote unquote nice (laughs) and relaxing it would be to just have one beer with the guys. Well, Pull out your lab results indicating your liver damage. (laughs) You know, have that on hand. Have a nice little reminder around that really quickly poisons that fantasy. All right. It's like, oh, I've got elevated liver enzymes. Um, Maybe that beer doesn't sound so nice with the guys. Maybe the guys can have beers (laughs) and I won't, you know. You know, pull out the text your wife sent (laughs) saying, don't come home tonight. All right. Save those. I know that they're humiliating and embarrassing, but at the same time, oh my gosh, they carry so much value if you actually decide to stop an unwanted behavior. Pull out that letter, you know, that your son wrote you when you were in treatment, whatever. Whatever you need to poison the fantasy, have these things on hand. I cannot tell you how many of my clients who have achieved long-term recovery, man, they have that letter, they have that text, they have whatever, and it is in their back pocket, it is with them every day, and it is on their mirror when they are getting ready in the morning, anything to poison that fantasy, okay? Because yeah, you will inevitably romanticize certain things that are unhealthy for you. It could be that piece of cake that's left over from last night, okay? (laughs) Poison the fantasy. Okay, so number three, this is what I call playing the tape all the way through. This has to do with a response to triggers, prompting events, urges and cravings and things like that when it comes to an unwanted behavior. So something you've decided to discontinue or step away from. When you think about using an old behavior to cope, play the tape or the scenario all the way through to the very end result. You know, the end result guarantees to be soaked in toxic shame and self-hate and self-loathing and disappointment and emotional turmoil and, you know, problems. So use that. Play the tape all the way through. You know, it's very similar to poisoning the fantasy, but not quite the same because you really are going step by step by step by step. So if you use our previous example of wouldn't it be nice to just have one beer, how would you play the tape through is, okay, yeah. So pretend I do that. Like pretend I go to the bar to have a beer with the guys. Okay. I have that one beer. How do I feel after that one beer? You know, they're laughing, they're carrying on, they're getting energetic, they're getting boisterous. And I've just had that one beer and they're ordering their second and third round. How am I feeling when I'm sitting there? Well, I'm actually feeling uncomfortable and uneasy and 
you know, like I stand out, um, you know, like I don't even want to be there anymore, you know, whatever, but you're not comfortable. You're sure not enjoying yourself. So, you know, what is the tendency going to be when you start to feel this sense of dread or shame or toxic stress? Guess what you do? You're like, oh, well, you know, maybe just one more. One more won't hurt, right? So then you order one more and then that one more you know, lowers your inhibition so much that, you know, inevitably, like every other time, you wind up having too much, can't drive, someone takes you home, your wife is already locked to the door, you have to sleep on the porch, you know, like you play the tape all the way through to the end. And guess what? That's just not really attractive. You know, you went from having one beer to being locked out and sleeping on the porch and probably missing a few days of work. Like, that's not attractive. <laughs> so if you can play the tape all the way through, oftentimes it will get you back into your window of tolerance, back into, you know, a grounded place where you can make wise-minded decisions, okay? When you're dysregulated, you can't make wise decisions. When you're triggered, when you have urges, when you have cravings, you cannot make wise decisions. And that's why these techniques are so useful. So you can also go into my fourth Jedi mind trick, and that's called reverse engineering. Okay, so you can reverse engineer the halt. Okay, and so you've probably heard me talk about halt before, but oftentimes triggers can be traced to not just triggers. Um, these are more like cravings um, because they're more internal, right? So, um, urges and cravings. But anyway, um, HALT stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Okay. And I like to say HALTs plus B, which is hungry, angry, lonely, tired, stressed, or sick and bored. <laughs> so it is usually going to be one of those things that is contributing to you being dysregulated in a state of dis-ease or just being triggered. Okay, so you can reverse engineer that by saying, okay, <laughs> I'm feeling off, I'm feeling very stressed, I'm feeling pulled or drawn to an unwanted behavior, um, food, sex, spending, shopping, gambling, porn, whatever, I'm feeling very pulled to these things. So I'm just going to ask myself, am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Am I carrying a lot of toxic stress? Am I sick? Or am I just like really bored? You know, and, you know, boredom is like the number one trigger. You know, we have to be productive and mindful and, and not busy, <laughs> but productive and mindful and engaged in healthy activities. So boredom is a huge tr trigger. So how do I reverse engineer this? Okay. First step is to just be mindful. Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Am I sick? Am I stressed? Am I bored? All right. Now, sometimes at the end of that, you still don't know because you're dysregulated. You can't really tap into what it is. So guess what? <laughs> Eat something. <laughs> Call somebody. Go to a meeting. Go to a group. Text your, text your husband. Text your wife. Text your partner. Um, if you have a headache... All right, take an Excedrin 
Am I bored? I don't know, but I'm going to do something. I'm going to get back out in the garden. I'm going to go ahead and start dinner. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to do something. I'm going to listen to this podcast. I'm going to do something. So my point is when you reverse engineer it, you don't have to have the answer, but you have the solution. Sure, you can ask, am I hungry, angry, lonely, tired, bored, sick, you know, stressed? And you might have that answer. You might be able to find that. But oftentimes we can't. So reverse engineer it. That's okay. Do something. Call somebody. Take a nap. Eat something. And I can pretty much guarantee you that within 15 minutes, you will be well back in your window of tolerance and able to make very wise decisions. Okay? Do you feel preoccupied, confused, or embarrassed about an unwanted behavior? Do you prioritize pornography, food, finances, gambling, toxic people, and or chemicals over your primary responsibilities? Well, at Resolve Strategies in Savannah, Georgia, our clinical counselors offer evidence-based approaches to take you from discovery to recovery. To learn more about Resolve Strategies, visit www.resolvestrategiesinc.com and take our free quiz five defense mechanisms that might keep you in the dark. So the next one is distraction, which is a Jedi mind trick. Um, And so like, yes, (laughs) I kind of just mentioned this, but I'll go in a, a little deeper. These triggers and this, um, these moments of fleeting dysregulation, they will subside and they will subside between 15 to 20 minutes. Okay, so yes, cravings will generally only last a matter of minutes. Therefore, distraction can be very useful as a Jedi mind trick. Again, I'll go back to my example of alcohol. So if you've decided that alcohol is not something that you want in your life any longer, then what you can tell yourself, and it's kind of similar to the whole like one minute at a time scenario, but it's okay. Like, I know that's what I want. I know that's what my body's telling me that I want. I know the negative results that are come out of it. So I'm just going to distract myself for 20 minutes and then revisit this craving. Okay. So it is just the conscious and willing decision to distract for a period of time and then revisit your trigger, okay? And revisit that irrational thought process and see if it still sounds rational in your head, right? Have those distraction techniques around. Um, Have them around at work. Have them around at home. Have them around in the car. Like, have those abilities to distract near and close to you. You know, for some some people, it might be listening to music. For some people, it might be a walk. For some people, it might be fidget gadgets. Um, there are so many different ways that you can distract. Um, just make sure that it is a healthy mode of distraction that doesn't take you actually closer to any kind of like unwanted acting out behavior. Okay, so I am just going to review some of our Jedi mind tricks that we went over. And so that's low expectations. So be mindful. Keep those expectations low. Poisoning the fantasy. Okay, let's then go into play the tape all the way through. All right. Play it all the way to the end before you make any decisions. Reverse engineer the halt and distraction. Okay. So uh, we've given you five great tricks. And so, as I said in the beginning, my call to action is that you implement one of these this week. All right. And so it doesn't have to be. I know I use the example of like some chemical that you don't want to engage with anymore, but it can be around people. It can be around places. It can be around 
things. It can be around whatever that you find is being negatively impacting you or dysregulating you. So let's practice these Jedi mind tricks. All right, guys, take care and have a great week. See you next week with a follow up with our next five mind tricks. Bye for now. Does anyone else feel like they just earned an extra brain wrinkle? Do you feel like that went by way too fast and just cannot wait till the next episode? Then leave a review and share this episode with a friend, a loved one, a coworker, or whomever, because your valued feedback makes a direct impact. Thank you for dropping in. Snaps to you, because you have made a direct impact by listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned every week for a new episode of Direct Impact with Andrea Epstein.